What's up, everybody, and welcome to Metric, a LibUX podcast about design and user experience. That's right, it took us 50 episodes to finally name the podcast something other than the LibUX podcast. A couple of things before we get started. Book club, we have one. We are reading Design is the Problem, and we're going to chat about it on a Hangout on Air on December 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, LibUX is on Goodreads, and we have a dedicated channel in the community Slack, so I hope to see you there. You can find details and uh, in a post about it on LibUX.co. Appearances, Florida people, I am doing an online service blueprinting workshop in really early January. Uh, it'll be free. Uh, more details to come. And uh, that's about it. So if you like Metric <laughs> and other stuff I do... Please help spread the word, tell a couple of friends, hashtag things, and uh, join our Slack channel. And yeah, let's get to it. Michael here, joined today with uh, a panel. This topic <laughs> this uh, this week is on burnout. Um, I'm feeling it. Um, these guys are feeling it. So we're just going to kvetch for about like 20 or 30 minutes. If you don't like hearing people whine, listen at least to the end so we get the hit count. But um, <laughs> um, but you know, consider that this. If you have, if you haven't been in this position before, you certainly will be in uh, design work. So, from my virtual left, I have a uh, Camille Thomas. Welcome. Hello. Um, I am the scholarly communications librarian um, at a university in Texas, in Texas Tech University. Um, and this is my my first year, um, kind of post MLIS. So I used to do some work. I do a little, I kind of have a UX spin, I think, to all my work, um, but I used to do sort of more dedicated UX work um, at the University of Arizona um, during an internship. Very cool. Um, and then we've got uh, Charles Villard, um, my kind of virtual buddy from down here in Miami. I'm a fullstack.net developer. Uh, I tend to focus more on front-end, uh, building out UIs, and working with a uh, a wonderful team of uh, developers uh, remotely from Miami, uh, Tenet Partners. Uh, uh, I do work with a brand management agency, and I've done some freelance uh, before that. And also ex-library worker, we've got Tim Broadwater, uh, now veteran of the podcast. Hello, um, I'm Tim Broadwater. Uh, I used to work in a library at West Virginia University, and then I now work um, as a senior UX uh, designer for Fortune 500, kind of in the Pittsburgh area. The reason I reached out to you guys is because over the Halloween weekend, we're recording this on November 1st, uh, over the Halloween weekend, I went camping, and it was in this um, uh, kind of ramshackle cabin, no technology, no windows, it had hurricane shutters just in case, um, and some screens, and um, I was there from Friday through Sunday my goal being that with hope like on the Monday that I return I would I don't know like feel like working on the projects that <laughs> used to excite me you know and um, here Monday rolls around and uh, the last thing I want to do is 
code, let alone look at a screen. I burn the candle at both ends. I like to work. It's hard because I think maybe like you, like my job is also my hobby. So I always flirt with burnout. Every few, every couple months, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I have certain strategies to avoid it, but I'm I'm deep in the pits here. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm really having a hard time like getting motivated. I I definitely think that's sort of a a risk of the position, a risk of the of the of the occupation. You know, just like you, you just like you know, construction workers. You they have to feel they have to deal with like girders possibly falling on their heads. We have to deal with burnout every three months. So yeah, I, I can totally commiserate with that. Um, I recent like I. I have not been with a tenant too long. I'm primarily self-taught and I, with all the projects that you can, that you can end up doing is like, I, I'm still in the, in a process of, I need to teach myself. But by the end of the day, who wants to look at a, at a blinking cursor when you've been doing it for eight hours straight? It like, it gets, it gets to you. It get, it gets to you really easily. It, I, I totally understand. I was watching, um, and kind of in what I do, I do less sort of, um, it's le- like more outreach, more public facing, um, but it's, I still kind of get that and even like doing stuff with the systems or trying to change things. I was watching, I started rewatching Parks and Recreation um, this week and there's like, the in like the first episode or the second episode, there's a, he's like the city manager in the first season and he talks about like, he got a speed bump lowered and it took like so long and then, you know, Leslie Nope's character was like, oh, that's great, you changed something and it was like, yeah, but I think for him it was like frustrating and it's like, yeah, just that sort of, you know, in in your heart, you, you really care about what you're doing but it's just like, some days you walk in and it's like, I have to do this again, like this, you know, trying to, it's like trying to really value all the small victories and working really hard to have a small victory and it takes time and everything. Like just sort of looking at an ID, it's just like, oh, you, you're here still. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, one of the, one of the big things like I've had, to, like I've had to contend with in terms of trying to avoid burnout and is pacing and just trying to make sure okay i'm i'm not going to let myself hit that wall but it it it's always so tricky as a developer uh, you know and really in any line of work i i personally feel it's like hard to get to recover from burnout so if you are um so let's say that you're in a smaller team like a quartet or something like that and you're depending on a a a few people that have like multiple roles or if you're in a huge organization that um you know has many complicated moving parts that have to work together um it takes time to get things done and i think everyone has a toil level i had a boss who kind of told me this um and he said like everyone has a toil level and then basically once there's only so much that you can kind of put up with over such long of a period of time. And then once your toil is gone, you start to go into that kind of um, the uh, give a shit level. And that's when you're in the bad area. <laughs> Basically, that's, <laughs> that's when you're in that area where you're just like, oh, you don't want to come into work and you're dreading. And then so ideally, I don't think you would ever want to get past get to that, you know, that that worser level. I think. Um, but it's definitely hard, especially if 
you know, sometimes the things we have to do are very repetitive. Um, sometimes the processes and the bureaucracies don't really make a lot of sense. And it just seems like this never decreasing pile of, of work. And so it's, it's, it's tough. It, it, it can be really tough. I, I think the never decreasing pile of work is, um, is interesting because th- like for me, yeah, I, I guess my sense of burnout is derives from the sense of grinding just endlessly w- without return, you know, like, uh, for me, like if I can be candid, I'm proud of the work that I do and it's important to me that I produce and I have a certain amount of output both in my day job and and my um, kind of like moonlighting uh, LibuX career and that coupled with other things that I think are maybe like we suffer like fear of missing out imposter syndrome especially in the kind of work that we do I find that I rely or have relied and I'm trying to work myself off of it um, but I judge like the success of a thing like a piece of content by the traffic that it generates right it's very easy to look at like a quantitative measure I would be interested to hear what everyone kind of does because I could not technically do what you're doing I think the worst thing you can do is like burn the candle at both ends so and so and then that momentum you can only keep up for so long you just burn out twice as fast Mm -hmm. and so I think doing things you know making time if things are very stressful at work for me then and very busy I make time in my personal life to chill unwind do new things experience new stuff and then if I actually have, you know, um, a lot, like you said, some free time at work, you know, learning something new at work and then it's kind of an, a nice way to kind of use that time. But then the balance is, is I'll work a little harder. But I, uh, f- speaking for someone who's almost 40, uh, I cannot, <laughs> I burned the candle on both ends through my 20s and most of my 30s (laughs) and i am totally not wanting to do that at all going forward so charles mentioned um tim ferris and i'll shut up for a while but he (laughs) has mentioned like i tim ferris is the author of the four hour work week and the four hour chef and uh, etc um the tim ferris podcast Uh, so he's uh he's a productivity nut and i like productivity this is silly but one of the things i've started doing the last um six months and I, I let it lapse, and I hit a period of burnout. So I don't I, I, I can't say there's causation, but I think I'm going to like pick it back up again. Um, is this um, thing that he sort of advocates called the, the five-minute journal. It's an affirmation exercise where in the mornings you wake up. Um, it sound, I hate to say it. It sounds a little corny to me, but you wake up in the morning, and you know before you do anything, you jot down some notes in a notebook being, to make today great, I am list three things i am grateful for list three things and then some sort of like affirmation process and for me it's like you know like i am on the right path like i'm doing you know whatever and it's only supposed to take you like a like two and a half minutes at the end of the day you just sort of reflect on that another two and a half minutes and i started doing that just kind of i don't know what inspired me because this isn't i'm 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 not this is I'm 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 not like hippy dippy right like like I don't um <laughs> like um so I'm like ah oh, this sounds silly but I I think it's having an impact for the better 
I don't think that's corny at all. Like, I, I actually journal a lot, and I used to do it um, just growing up all the time, but in a really long form kind of, my friend said this kind of a thing, but now I do a lot more bullet journaling. Um, and I do, and I don't, I didn't read or I'm not familiar with um, who you're talking about. I've heard of the four-hour work week, but I haven't read it or anything. And But um, for me, I don't know how I started doing it that way, but... I think, um, and in some of the books that I do read, like Amy Poehler's book and uh, Mindy Kaling's, which I read like really, both of them really recently, but they both have this like spirit of gratefulness. And I think that's kind of what made me do that sort of thing is jot down. I do, I do it a lot of times at the end of the day. Um, and I have like something I'm proud of, something I'm not proud of, like um, something I'm grateful for, something I was like assertive about, or, you know, like at work and, and in general. Um, but I find it helps a lot too. Um, I don't think it's corny. I'm a little bit more, I think, like new age hippy dippy <laughs> than you are, but like it sounds like. Um, but I, I'm actually a big fan of that. And I, from and the mentors that I've talked to about like how to deal with burnout, um, suggest going on vacations, um, going to conferences. Um, for what I do, I do a lot of really different projects, like about totally different things, like copyright and then like open access and then like um, alt metrics and like things like that. And so. Part of it helps because I can kind of put one thing down and work on something else. Um, but also, it, it can be very isolating. And so going to conferences, seeing people I know, um, being able to sort of talk shop and, like, you know, do this sort of thing where we're just sort of, um, I don't want to say complaining, but, like, um, airing grievances, that helps a whole lot. Um, and, like, I haven't really, and I'm, I'm not, like, an expert on how to deal with burnout since I'm in my first year. I mean, I'm experiencing it, but... I don't know about dealing with it, um, but I haven't, like, I haven't really, I'll take a day off every now and then um, and mostly end up working on, um, like, research projects or whatever, um, but I haven't really, really taken vacation yet, and I think that that's part of it, too, and, like, also, I think a lot of people, when they go on, when they take vacation or when they do something, they end up still working, and I think it's, I'm, I'm all about, like, when I'm not at work, and I'm not at a conference, I'm not looking at work emails. Like, I don't do it. That's probably that's probably one of the best things anybody can do is just, like, to turn off the phone. Like, not turn off the phone, but, like, disconnect from the Slack channel and, and, and close your emails and, like, tell yourself, like, I'm not, I'm not reading a single one unless the, the, my phone, like, you know, starts shouting at me and, you know, the house, like, the building's on fire. It's not a, it's not an important email. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. I've had, like, I've attended conferences where there has been a meltdown back at my place, back at the library, <laughs> and, and it would just ruin, like, two days. And uh, I think that, you know, conferences are fantastic. It's great to connect with people, and it's great to kind of even just have um, other professionals that you connect with, not for just networking and learning about resources and tools, but... Um, that's, uh, you know, the, we're social beings and we need that kind of interpersonal contact for some, to some degree. And then I used to work with a guy who, um, I don't think you can get it not to criticize so much, Mike, but I don't think like a three day weekend is, is going <laughs> to fix the, you know, kind of the burnout. But <laughs> I know a guy who would like take a week to two weeks and he would completely unplug, go to the beach and just you know, just totally immerse in real life and kind of disconnect from digital because that's what worked for him to kind of 
you know, refuel kind of the creative juices and to kind of, um, you know, avoid burnout, you know, getting any worse. For me, I, what I like to do is I think um, I kind of, I try to be more proactive, I guess, in the workplace. And I find if I, I what really frustrates and burns out me is if I'm doing unnecessary things or processes become too complex. I think that's, I'm, I think my, my inclination now after years of work is just to kind of like take a step back and just say, hold on, how can we simplify this process? Because th does anyone like this process? And everyone's like, no, it's a nightmare. We hate it. <laughs> and so it's like, well, so let's, so let's just, instead of focusing on deliverables and focusing on things that have to, deadlines that are unrealistic. And it's like, let's just take a moment and improve our process eliminate what's unnecess the unnecessary and simplify. And I think to some degree, you know, you'll find, I think people will find out that you're probably not the only person burning out at your place of work. It's, pr it's probably more than just you. What, if any, role should employers play in burnout, burnouts, burn down? I don't think employers like well yeah the employers more and those that that I guess supervise teams like I think they have a they have a they have a role it may not be necessarily like you know a a uh, a, a, sa a saving role or something like that. I I don't know what the what a saving role the, like like yeah yeah okay let me let my D and D flag fly. Um, it, it's, Roll it, dexterity. Exactly. Will save. Um, Fortitude save. <laughs> reflex save. Yeah. Exactly. No, um, I mean I wouldn't say they have to like they have to be constant. I don't think their role in in assuaging burnout should be like something constant. But I mean I think it's something that any a responsible employer or a responsible manager or supervisor I think a good one would point out like i have i work under some great people like a great guy um and he like within a few like even months like he was already asking me he's like do you want to take a day off like the if somebody asks you do you want to take a day off it like just out of the blue not necessary and not even that you've, you've done all your work and everything and it's like do you want to take a day off just to make sure that you don't burn out like that's the exact role I think like somebody who would encourage that work-life balance. And I know that's not possible everywhere, but that's, I think the ideal, like I, I and, and just sort of to, to tangent, a uh, tangent from that. It's like, I think that uh, some part of it does part of burnout comes from the employer. Uh, those that specifically that encourage like that 10x mindset like we were talking about Tim Ferriss like he's all about 10xing output and 10xing productivity I might on, I'm, on, on a good day I might be like a 3xer <laughs> not everybody's gonna 10x you know the production on your build like and some people like the industry especially now that like we've had this recent startup boom and is big old startup uh, uh, era in like the last few years, the industry seems to think that, you know, uh, 10Xers are common and it's really not it, like there are some people that can manage that, but they're the anomaly. They're not the, they're not the, they're not the, 
the regular, you know, they're not the norm. I think there's definitely some social um, kudos uh, for those who are always busy, right? Oh, you, you want to go out tonight? No, can't. I'm busy. I'm working. Uh, you know, this this mindset that, you know, um, the constant output is uh, a virtue. And I think there's been a lot, like a little bit of like um, backlash against that um, in terms of um, meditative movements. Um the um the whole like four, I mean the four hour work week is is about that is like basically get your forty hours out in ten hours to relieve yourself of that time and invest that time in what yourself and your vacation or whatever um but yeah I think you know the I in my case like like I definitely think that my consistent flirtation with burnout has a lot to do with my identity as someone who produces a lot, right? I take a little bit of pride about that. Um, I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm working on this and this and this. And, um, and you know, like nobody, I don't think anybody ever said that that's how one should act, but um, it seems like the behavior of people I respect. And I've sort of like uh, modeled myself over people who appear to be constantly outputting. And I think, um, you know, like in right now I'm sort of like in a period of self-reflection that, um, that, you know, that's, that's, that's to the detriment. And in the same way, probably that multitasking is to the detriment of the task, right? We all have heard that nobody really multitasks. They're just task switching and, uh, they're unable to, um, pursue X with the quality if they're if if they're not entirely focused. And I think that might be the case for overworking as well, right? Like the quality of what I can produce and do with my time might be better better achieved by you know uh, devoting less of it. Mm-hmm. I mean so to to it's. I think it's. It's definitely that the def, the argument for productivity is that you should probably, I, at least from the way I see it, is like quality over quantity, and definitely a, like you should focus. Like so, I think you know, I, and I respect you know a lot of a lot of these hyper productive people like uh, Tim Ferriss, G, uh, DHH uh, um, Hansen, uh, for those who, who, the creator of Ruby on Rails, for those who don't recognize the initials. Um, uh, Casey Neistat, like, I, these are all pe- like people that I respect. They are high producing people. Um, but I think that they focus on quality as opposed to just sheer, like, quantity of time spent on it. So, I mean, I, you know, I think that the, I think that's where if you want to be a productive person uh, and, and you feel that you, you're not about to like burn the rest of your wick, so to speak, like that would be how you focus your time, how you focus your energy. Um, I think that there's sort of, is a balance between how much of that is on your employer and how much is on you. Cause I, I think that, um, I think that there's a lot of, um, first of all, there's a lot more kind of 
not I don't want to say competition, but now I think there's a lot more spirit of high production and faster, better, you know. Um, and I think that in the past it wasn't always like that, especially in libraries. I think that, you know, because there's so much so much technology and tools and, and things to know now and so much less um, you know, necessarily like job opportunities that I think part of it is that you know, there's like a culture of high producing, especially like when you look at Europe and other countries who have a totally different kind of idea of work-life balance and um, Definitely, I agree, yeah But then at the same time it's kind of like, you know, on the one hand it's like, well, really we need more people to do this um, or more funding or whatever it might be. And then, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, the employer, there's almost only so much the employer can do. And there's, you know, like I get kind of, I'm kind of glad that there's kind of this never ending pile of work. Cause I, I think like you kind of touched on this earlier with librarians a lot of times too, there's like this, we're always trying to demonstrate our value. And I think the more work I feel like I have, the more like value I feel like I have, but it's also kind of like, you know, lately I've been reflecting too, and it's like, oh man, like I am doing things that I think coming in as this very productive person and this new person and someone with like a different um, perspective, um, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, you should do that because you're the best person to do it. But it's like, well, if there were like 10 other people who, you know, were high producers who had my sort of perspective, you know, into like, you know, very inspired by a lot of innovative things, then I, you know, it would be like, we could all do this and it would be great. Um, but it's like, you know, so I think it's a balance of like, yeah, some of this, you know, I, there are lots of things I would love to do, but it's also kind of like, it's also not my responsibility to do everything. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, I think, ask the supervisor because my supervisor is pretty supportive, especially about, um, you know, me taking a day off or like a research day or something like that. Um, but I also, I had, I used to work with someone and he, I worked on this project and like every other day um, when I was a grad assistant and like every other day I'd be super frustrated and I'd be trying to. The robots have taken over Camille. How can I help you, you know, with this project and with it all? I... Hello? Hey. hey, welcome hey. back. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know how much was heard or robot or what. No, I agree with actually a lot of what you said. I think, you know, A, if you've never seen, you know, that um, Michael Moore's documentary, Where to Invade Next, and he actually goes to Italy and France, and they have like six weeks of vacation a year, and they, you know, when uh, people have a child, both the man and the woman can take off like three months. I mean, it's, we have this definite, like, um, as even Charles said, and as like you said, Mike, who you kind of like uh, look up to, this high productive thing, like a Steve Jobs, a Mark Zuckerberg, you know, this Bill Gates kind of thing to live up to and I think it's to you know Camille's point it's really important for like a supervisor or not just the supervisor and the employees but it's really to to look at the amount of work how you're managing that work what is the work management process and then um, you know 
you should be able to say like, hey, you know, unless we hire three other people, this is not going to be this. We're going to have to lower our expectations and lower our deliverables. And that's just what's just going to have to happen because me working 60 hours a week or 80 hours a week is not the example. That's the fast track to actually having burnout and having an entire team quit and go somewhere else. And that's so then you're back at you've had the reset button hit and you're like, okay, wow, what did we do wrong? We're going to have to now rebuild from the bottom up. And so I think part of that supervisor manager kind of boss role is to if recognize if your employees are stressed, balancing the kind of the workflow and then balancing their professional development. If you've worked at a place for two years and no one has sat down with you, including your supervisor or HR or whatever, and said like, you know, what's your trajectory? What is your goal? What do you want to do here? Then that's a problem. I mean, I, I think that that's, you're just kind of turning through jobs and people at that point and it's kind of like, oh, let's just throw more devs at it. Let's, you know, let's put more <laughs> devs on the fire. And then eventually, you know, and that's basically why you have dev teams that quit, you know. Mm-hmm. Eventually they all get burnt out. Well, guys, I think with that wise observation, we should wind on our time. Um, do any of you have any final thoughts? I would on... like to know what everyone does to like for stress relief. I mean, seriously. I think... Oh, great. Yeah. Charles, why don't we start with you? Sure. Uh, I would, like, as far as stress relief goes, I mean, I, I'm one of those, you know, I'm a two-jobber because I, te- technically I am always a 10Xer because when I'm not a developer, I'm also a dad. So I'm always really, really busy. Uh, um, I can call myself productive in that way. But it, when I really just try and if I cannot, look at the computer or another screen or the TV. Uh, and like, if, uh, you know, sometimes there are days that like the remote reminds me that, you know, I have to, I have to go back and punch these keys to code something later. I'm, I'm, I just literally do something that I can work with my hands. I, I like, and, and work with my hands and actually create something physical. Uh, for me lately, that's been cooking, um, coming up with different recipes. Um, and sometimes it's yard work, uh, like literally going out and seeing what trees need pruning, what, what to do, but like literally to go out away from all screens and, you know, it's not the same as like a two week vacation to a beach and unplugging, but it definitely gives you something else to concentrate on. I lose myself in some simple or mundane task for like a few hours and then I'm okay. And some days it'll, you know, some days I'll want to go back and I'll, I'll want to, you know, go through a tutorial or, or look at some new uh, libraries other days, not so much, but it, it definitely helps to beat back the, the oncoming flame. Awesome. I'm sorry, I had to try the pun. <laughs> no, that was good. Camille, what about you? What uh, What's something you do to de-stress? Um, I think having kind of a routine in your personal life is good. Like tonight I'm, I'm at trivia night, and which I was like, which was important to me, but I also wanted to do the podcast. So I was like, I'll step away and, and do that. Um, but, you know, I kind of having something to look forward to is good. Um, I disagree. I think doing something with your hands and creating something is a, really great one 
um, I I was reading this book. Um, well, it's kind of a workbook called like Design the Life You Love or whatever, and you kind of work through the different elements in your life and the kind of life that you want to build. And for me, it was like creativity, and I was like, whoa, I'm not doing anything creative at all right now. And so I think that, um, and you know, kind of giving yourself that space. You know, I think there's like other books about giving yourself time to brainstorm or just like be silly and like improv comedy. I don't know, all kinds of stuff like that where you give yourself a lot more space to think in different ways I think helps a lot nice for me uh, I actually like to do even sounds like more work I guess <laughs> so I, I like volunteering actually like doing um, you know I do like doing some websites or doing some work for um, a dog rescue shelter or doing it for like a food kitchen or doing it for a social organization because that's where usually people need help and they don't have any experience or knowledge in the area and so they're completely happy with anyone who's trying to help them you can it has two perks for me it like a it, it puts goodness into the world i think and then also lets me kind of design whatever i want to design because they're just happy <laughs> to have something and so i can like i'll use a hamburger i'm gonna do twinkly backgrounds you know i'm gonna <laughs> do whatever i want but then also it's like you know that's depending on how much you do i mean that's kind of you know you can claim that charity work like on your taxes so that's something that i do to try to you know take on one or two projects a year that don't really have an expectation of deliverables, but are just happy to kind of have work. And so I can work, do maybe one every like three to four to six months, you know, and um, it makes me, I find that those pieces I'm more proud of in my portfolio than any of my day to job stuff. I think like Charles, I do chores. I like, I will, uh, fire up um, a video game podcast specifically and I will um, I like clean the house or do stuff outside or um, stuff like that but there's something about the um, the oh my god I've got to sound like Danny Tanner from Full House like there's something about like decluttering like the um, the the like the house, the decluttering the space that also declutters the mind. And, oh my God. <laughs> and, and I'm somewhere there. Well, cool guys. Thanks again for um, taking the time to um, spend your evenings bitching about our lives. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, like being with people and Tim said this too, and kind of like just socializing and just talking stuff out, it goes a long way. And um, some of this, uh, this episode was somewhat, uh, self-therapeutic so um i appreciate you guys yeah. this is fun thanks for having me cool guys thanks a bunch hey it's me again if you liked this episode please star heart favorite rate metric on your podcatcher of choice it's how the word gets out thanks